Hi. Hello. Yes. This is our second episode of the day. Yeah, we actually have to stack them. Yeah, because Ren is abandoning me. You're abandoning me too, you know that, right? Yeah, but I come back every weekend. I'm also intending to come back. (laughs) (laughs) Where do you think I'm going? I come back every weekend and you are leaving on a weekend. So there. That's accurate. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm going to Victoria between the 18th and the 23rd, and I'm really excited because yeah. Victoria is haunted as fuck, and I will tell you guys all about it. And Victoria is nice. Yeah, I, I want to nice. show it to my boyfriend. Yeah, that's yeah. who I'm meeting up with there. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. But yeah, we have to stack them now. Yeah, so, so this we're, is, we're dying. <laughs> we're tired. We are happily decaying So much right research here. and now a lot of talking. Yeah, <laughs> there is no More avoid. Than I'm used okay, to. but you're gonna have to like chipper up. I am chipper. Chipper up, Andrea. I am chipper as a kipper. Ha! Um, yeah, <laughs> that's definitely a real saying that exists. <laughs> All right, so our fears this week are very grown up, very adult fears. That's because we're grown ups. Um, speak for yourself. Yeah. No. <laughs> I am afraid of just having to drive so much for work. Like, I have to keep driving. And then today, I have to drive my son home, mm-hmm. which is two and a half hours away, and then drive for, like, another 40 minutes to go to my hotel. And, sorry, I just uh, elbowed Ren. Yeah, Because uh, I'm turning violent. In her defense, my knee was kind of wayward. It was wayward. I, wayward knee. I had to stretch, and there was a knee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, yep. yeah, driving. So driving. I uh, hope I don't fall asleep. The end. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you don't fall asleep either. That's actually a very rational fear to have, Andrea. <laughs> Thank you. Shoot up some Red Bull before you go. Yeah. Because that's that's how you oh, consume coffee. Red Bull. I haven't had coffee today. Yeah. What the fuck? Okay, You're like, why am I it. so tired? Yeah. I I'm like, wonder. I feel really out of it, and I don't feel like I did such a good job on our last recording. And I'm like, but we did. It was actually so... fantastic. Oh, okay. I thought it was I mean... great. <laughs> Okay, I wasn't you sure were about me. I was like, there was one part where I was like, I think I just woke up. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, uh, uh, awake at last. <laughs> like, oh. it just had to be scary enough for you to like snap out of it. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. My my fear for this week is also yeah very adulty. Um, the holiday season. I'm terrified. I'm actually just alarmed because it's so fucking busy. The dark circles under my eyes aren't going anywhere, yep. and I'm just going to be awake and making cupcakes a lot, and being frantic, <laughs> and trying to get work done, and trying to get commissions and uh, the auditions. Driving that during the holiday season is worse. Well, yeah, maybe. I think I may sh- should make you drive me. I mean, you that's technically illegal, but you could. That would be actually really scary. Uh, yeah, that would actually, because <laughs> when I learned, when I did go through driving classes, I learned on dry, summery roads. I know. I might actually kill you. I forget which side the uh, gas versus the brake is on, so. Oh. I know they're both on the right, but I forget which one is which. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, no. Yeah, okay, okay. so you might want to take that back. Anyway. Yeah, just take that one back. <laughs> just reel that one way, way back. <laughs> So, what do you have for us today? Because we want to talk about vampires. Yes, uh, mine isn't a vampire. Because mine is for you Halloween. You failed it. No, we said Halloween cases. Well, I said you should do 
something creepy Halloweenish like vampires or witches. And then I said I would do a Halloween murder case. Well, dang it! I totally thought we were doing vampires, so I dropped oh. the whole dang ball on this. No, because you were, I asked you to do vampires for Halloween. Okay, so Andrea is giving you; she's serving you two Halloweens. Yeah, because while it's I'm Halloween just giving you a vampire. Okay, story. I am the person that de- started decorating my house for Halloween. A- Three weeks into September. Okay, so this isn't technically our special Halloween episode. That no. will actually be on Halloween, but you're getting a lot of Halloween from Andrea. She's you just are, serving up Because I want to do like Halloween lore for my Halloween episode. Ooh. Yeah. That will be fun. I know. Okay. Well, so what do you have for us this time? So I have Ronald Clark O'Brien. That's not a good vampire or Halloween name, but you're no. going to have to tell me all about him. <laughs> Count Ronald Clark O'Brien. Oh, that fixes it. <laughs> That's perfect. Now it is. <laughs> You did it. No, so <laughs> he wasn't a count. He loves to count. Uh, a one, uh, a two, uh, a three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in 1974, he lived in Deer Park, Texas. Oh. He was watching his kids because it was Halloween night. Oh, yeah. There was eight-year-old Timothy and five-year-old Elizabeth, and they were trick-or-treating with uh, their neighbor Jim Bates and his son. Jim Bates sounds like a troublesome name. He sounds scary, right? It's just the Bates part. It's the Bates. Yeah. <laughs> Norman Bates ruined everything. So one house had their lights off, but the kids knocked anyway, but there was no answer. So the kids ran off to another house and Jim followed and Ronald kind of stayed behind. Right. But he caught up with them a short while later and he had good news. He had a handful of 21-inch pixie sticks because uh, someone had actually been at the dark house and had come out and handed him candy after they'd left. So he gave candy to each of the kids, so the son that was with Jim Bates and then Timothy and Elizabeth, yeah. and then also gave Jim one for his other kid and another to a 10-year-old boy that Ronald had recognized from church. Okay. That was just around. So he's just passing out these sticks. Yeah. Yeah. So before bed, Timothy was allowed one treat from his uh Halloween hall. Uh oh. And he picked the pixie ticks, pixie sticks too. Pixie ticks. That's a tongue twister. <laughs> um, but the powdered sugar was stuck in the straw, so his dad helped him. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, Timothy was like, "Oh, this tastes bitter." Oh. So Ronald grabbed some Kool Aid, and then less than an hour later, Timothy was dead. As soon as my set, my child would say like, "This tastes weird," I'd be like, "Spit it out now." Yeah. Yep. Spit it out. Spit uh, out. We're going we, to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Not here some Kool-Aid to wash down the poison. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was an interesting (laughs) thing to to do. So, and he did, like, Timothy did start puking and they did end up rushing him to the hospital after. Okay. Um, But he died. Oh, no. So the medical examiner said there was a scent of almonds from his breath. Yeah. And they determined it to be cyanide. And the autopsy said that there was enough in his system to kill two people. Whoa. The top... Two inches of the pixie stick was packed with with, with the poison. Cyanide, yeah, like, laced, yeah. And the cops recovered the remaining uh, pixie sticks from the kids before anybody else had a chance to eat them. Oh, thank goodness! And someone had they figured out that someone had used staples to seal the pixie sticks after tampering with them. Well, yeah, I assume they had been sealed. Yeah, Yikes. and in a, in such a way that like I'm guessing like is mysterious, but a kid wouldn't think that. Was very suspicious. Yeah, like they managed to kind of conceal it. Yeah. And yeah. they managed to save one boy's life. He was actually found in bed with the pixie stick in his hand. Oh. But he wasn't strong enough to undo the staple. Oh, thank goodness. Um, so Ronald directed the police to the area, but then he said he was stumped when they got to the area. He couldn't find the house, and he didn't actually see the face of the person that gave him the pixie sticks. What? 
He's just taking candy from this faceless man and passing it out to his kids? Yes. Oh, the 70s, no. <laughs> um, days later, he actually did manage to jog his memory and pointed out a house. And the man who lived there wasn't home. So the police went to arrest him at work in front of his colleagues. Whoa. But the man had an alibi. He was working that night and his wife and daughter were actually at home and they turned out the lights early because they had run out of candy. Oh my gosh. So who the fuck was this dude? So it turned out Ronald had written a song about Jesus and Timothy joining the Lord in heaven and had grown agitated when the grieving family wouldn't stay up late to watch a recording of the performance broadcast on TV the night of Timothy's funeral. What? Yeah, so he'd written a song, had managed to get it broadcast on TV, and he got upset when they wouldn't stay up late. Okay, but I would... people started looking at him more closely, and they found out that he had taken out a life like life insurance policies on both kids, $10,000 oh. per kid in January of that year, and then another $20,000 on each kid a month before Halloween. Whoa. And he had called the insurers to ask about the payout 9 a.m. the morning after Timothy's death. Wow. Okay. And they I found see. scissors, yes. Yeah. Uh, the scissors had plastic residue that matched the plastic from pixie sticks. And he was going to community college and he would ask the professor questions like, what is more lethal, cyanide or <laughs> this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah, he was like planning this for a while. Yeah, and very obviously. Yeah. Um, and the person who sold the cyanide to him identified his optician outfit because he would wear like um like a beige or blue doctor's coat kind of thing yeah opticians yeah yeah and he tried to blame it all on some untraceable person that handed out candy but the jury found him guilty of one charge of capital murder and four counts of attempted murder and one hour later the decision was made to execute him by electric chair whoa yes yikes well he did murder his children horribly so Yes. Or his child and tried to murder a bunch of other children. And he could have murdered the other kid too, like. Yeah, no, he handed out to like all of them and then yeah. some random kid on the street too. Like, just because Timothy just kill was the only one that ate it that night. Yeah, it was only Timothy who got to it. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, and most parents, it does make sense that was him, obviously. Most parents, like, as soon as they see the pixie stick is, like, jammed and weird looking, mm-hmm. wouldn't be like, and here, stapled. I'll help you, I'll help give it to you, Timmy. Like, I yeah, know. they wouldn't do that, no. Oh my god. I know. It's bad. So he was Ugh. really badly in debt, mm-hmm. and he thought he could do this to try to get himself out of debt. Well, it sounds like he was an attention seeker, too, because he was... Like, he put that song to get it broadcast, even though he was the murderer. Yeah. And was pissed when that part people didn't was watch weird it. to read. I was like, mm. maybe that was him extra trying to cover his tracks, or maybe, maybe it was a little bit of like Munchausen's by proxy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, maybe he was kind of both. Yeah, yeah. It could be. Hard to say. All right. So I have something not that. Not murdery? No, diseased. Oh. Instead. Yay. Yes. <laughs> so I think. I feel like we've talked about this briefly before, but I'm not positive, and it's it's kind of an interesting one. This is an old one. So, the Mercy Brown Vampire Incident <laughs> occurred in the United States in Rhode Island during the year of 1892. This sounds fun. It is interesting. It's, <laughs> it's a very interesting tale, and it does have documentation. So this did 
happen. It's just been passed around a lot, so it's hard to say what the details were, but there were some things that they did back then that are interesting, and you shall see. Okay. So, it is one of the most well-documented cases of the exhumation of a corpse in order to perform rituals meant to banish an undead manifestation. Ah. So, yeah, there you go. So, the incident was part of the wider New England vampire panic, which was apparently a thing, so. Yeah. New England. they were burying people that had like like dying of plague or whatever and then it turned out they weren't dead they were like in a coma and they would wake up yeah and then they thought like oh shit well and like tuberculosis and stuff and yeah yeah lots of shit um made people believe that it was vampire that they were like undead. undead yeah yeah so yeah considering new england you did a lot of that compared to other parts <laughs> of the states now we're shouting you out it's your turn to do some explaining hi new england hi new england why So, um, George Brown and Mary Brown from Exeter, Rhode Island, had a family that experienced, like, several cases of consumption, which is tuberculosis, but they called it consumption in the day. Yeah. Mary Eliza Brown, the mother of the family, that's just her full name, was the first to die of the disease, followed in 1886 by her and George's eldest daughter, Mary Olive. Oh, Mary Olive. It's kind of cute, actually. Mary Olive. It sounds like a brand of olives, though. It does. I'm kind of picturing it. I can't see. But yeah, so I'm guessing they named her Olive mainly, but Mary after the mom. Yeah, so in 1891, their daughter Mercy and their son Edwin also contracted the disease, so they were getting sick too. And their friends and neighbors and, like, basically the village people believed that this recurring disease among them was due to the influence of the undead, more specifically. Not from living together and yeah. passing germs around. No, not at all. <laughs> it's definitely something undead. But more specifically, that was caused by one of the recently deceased family members, which is actually true. Yeah. Just not in the way that they think. Yeah. Like, that's probably who they got the disease from, but before the person died, but not because they're undead. Um, Or are they? I don't know. Probably not. So, um, yeah, they basically assumed it was a vampire, but they didn't use that exact term back then. Um, So Edwin, the young man, right, still alive, but barely, was growing more and more ill, so more drastic measures were taken. George Brown, the father, was persuaded to give his permission to dig up the bodies of his family members. Um, Villagers, the local doctor, and a newspaper reporter exhumed their bodies, like, with shovels, on March 17th, 1892. Like, they just went out and dug them up. So, the bodies of both Mary and Mary Olive exhibited the, like, normal level of decomposition. Right. So they were thought not to be the cause, which, you know, makes sense. Of course. They were decomposed. However, the corpse of their daughter, Mercy, exhibited almost no decomposition, and she still had blood in her heart. Oh. So this, of course, was seen as a sign that the young woman was a member of the undead and was responsible for Edwin's dire condition. That seems reasonable. Yeah, that she was coming back. That's just logic, Ren. Yeah, there couldn't be no other explanation, (laughs) I'm sure. Um, So here's the other explanation. So that being said, uh, her lack of decomposition was more likely due to her body being stored in freezer-like conditions in an above-ground crypt during the two months following her death. No, that doesn't make any sense. She'd still decompose, you'd think, right, though? Nope, it's gotta be undead. Okay. But I I did wonder at, like, (laughs) how much decomp would that lead to? Well, yeah. 
I did wonder. I'm just like, was you she would like, still, you would still kind of rot. You would totally still decompose. Just not as much. I mean, if it were like freezer like conditions, you wouldn't. But were yeah, they really freezer like conditions, like it never warmed up at all in Rhode Island. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like, that's how a good question. Cold is it out? there how cold does new england get guys is it like a freezer (laughs) yeah and don't bullshit us we're canadian we'll know what's actually cold (laughs) we know what counts as cold yeah yeah i hear so um but basically like because of the superstitions as superstition dictated uh mercy's heart and liver were uh ripped on out of her body there and were burned and the ashes were mixed with water to create a tonic and the tonic was then given to young Edwin to drink in an effort to save him from his illness. No! Yeah, and essentially to prevent the undead from harming him further. Unfortunately, as you can imagine, this was not effective. What? And Edwin died two months later from, oh gosh. From I not tuberculosis. Probably not tuberculosis, right? From he drinking did. poison. <laughs> well, it wasn't poison. It was like the ashes of Mercy's burned heart and liver mixed in That's water. Really gross, though. Yeah, it's really gross, but that probably just did nothing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he just died of tuberculosis anyway, despite their efforts. Um, what remained of Mercy's body was buried in the cemetery of the Baptist Church in Exeter. All right. Yeah, that's a Fine. grave that apparently is locatable. <laughs> but, um, yeah, at least they buried her this time, didn't just, like, leave her in the above-ground freezer crypt. Yes. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. I'm sure it was great and all. I'm just surprised they didn't bury her with her family. Huh. Yeah. Shrug. I just don't know why it's so cold, but whatever. Yeah, maybe it was maybe in the dead of winter New England does get really cold at night. Who knows? Maybe. Or maybe they literally put her in a freezer because they were like, We don't we haven't like dug this hole yet. So eighteen ninety two freezer would be like blocks of ice. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Then they should sure. be able to come to the conclusion as to why she didn't decompose. Yeah, but they were really set on this whole undead thing. That's true. This was just the belief, and they were just like, okay, this is definitely the most rational option. Okay. And they didn't think about it further. I'll go along with it. <laughs> Edwin's like, this tonic is really gross. They're like, no, it's good for you. Trust me. I know. It's I know magic, my shit. and it's going to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, he's probably like, uh, whatever. Like, yeah. I, at that point, I would be doing pretty much anything to save my own life, too. I'm not sure if I'd drink your burnt heart and liver, though. You better not. If you're already dead, like she was, though, maybe. But it it doesn't sound effective, so why bother? I think just gonna be ashy water. Donate those to other people. Yeah, exactly. It's just (laughs) gonna be ashy water, and other people could actually use your organs, so. Yeah. I mean, not if you had tuberculosis, though. That'd be a bad transplant idea. <laughs> but yeah, so that is our episode for today. Um, Check us out on patreon.com slash siblings. Yes, for a $1 tier, you get a special shout out, your name in the credits, and you get to make us say something, whatever you want. One sentence, it can be anything at all, no matter how humiliating or adorable. Who knows? And then our $5 tier is all of that plus... Bonus episodes. Yes, bonus episodes at the end of every month. So support us as much as you can. Thank and you. And email us, twoscaredsiblings at gmail.com so that you can tell us what you want us to say on Yes. On, and on also, see, yeah, send yes. us listener emails too. Like, yeah, the one in the previous yeah. episode. Yeah. You've got some stories to work through too and suggestions. So we'll have to 
Yeah. We'll, but right we'll, now we're focusing we'll on Halloween. Yes. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Halloween. Share your weird Halloween stories. That'd be great. Yes. Actually, we'd really appreciate that before Halloween. Anyone yeah, got a weird personal experience? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Send it on in. All right. And mm. check us out at Two Scared Sibs on Twitter. And I did you my kissed kiss early. early. <laughs> okay. Well, that means that they're getting another kiss from you. Go for it. <sighs> yes. This is the part where we give you a kiss retroactively. <laughs> mm. Sleep well. <laughs>